Today's program was made possible by the generous prayer and support of the faithful friends and partners of this ministry. Visit our new website at Sheila.media. Hey, everyone, and welcome to this edition of the Sheila Zielinski Show. It is July 9th, 2018. We are flying through the month of July, aren't we? It just seems like, where did June go? We're 10 days into July, and it seems like I can't figure out where June went. Time flies when you're having fun, huh? Well, you're in for a real big treat today because I have a fellow titanium-spined hell crasher on my show today. This discussion today is not for wimpy Christians. And by the way, if you stay tuned at the end of the show, I'm going to get into a couple of thoughts on the SCOTUS pick, Donald Trump's pick for SCOTUS. And I'm going to weigh in on a few things at the end of the program. So do stick around and stick around to hear what I have to say to Tommy Laren, if you're interested to hear my rant, um, which it probably will be a rant. (laughs) I haven't had a good rant in a while. So buckle up because you're going to get it at the end of the show. Well, listen, without further ado, I want to welcome on a highly acclaimed journalist who has an exceptional track record, but again, award-winning author, a 20-year veteran as a top MSM journalist, never been challenged on a story. Well, guess what? We're going to talk about Pedogate. What's the deal with this Pizzagate? We're going to talk about that today. So it's not for the faint of heart. It's definitely not going to be for wimpy Christians. This, this is real talk today, folks. And without further ado, I'd like to welcome her to the program. They say there's brothers from another mother. I think we're sisters from another mother. It is Liz Crokin. Liz, welcome to the program today. Great to have you on, my friend. Hi, well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, today we're going to talk about Pizzagate, Pedogate, child sex trafficking, and all that whole litany of topic that no one wants to really talk about, but we're going to get into it. Don't you find it interesting, Liz, that back in 2012, and I'm sure most people already know this, but Donald Trump tweeted out a tweet, and I quote, Got to do something about these missing children grabbed by the perverts. Too many incidents, fast trial, death penalty. And where do we start on all the pedophile arrests that the mainstream media just will not cover? This is a topic that is crickets in the mainstream. And we're also going to get into Pizzagate. Of course, that was completely debunked. Debunked. Yeah. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Of course, this is all the stuff we're going to talk about. But before we get into this, listen, I just went through such a brief bio, but just talk about your experience in journalism, working for the MSM and just some of your experiences. Take some time and tell the folks a little bit about yourself and your background. Well, see, that this is what the mainstream media and the deep state doesn't want anybody to know is that I actually have a very long career working in journalism, covering politics, covering entertainment, and covering hard news. Um, I'm very credible. I have a great reputation for those that tell the truth about me. And I have worked as an investigative journalist for at least 20 years. And I have covered the most high-profile people in the world. And when I say high-profile people, I'm talking about politicians. I'm talking about presidents. I'm talking about people running for president. I'm talking about A-list celebrities. I'm talking about billionaires. I have done some extremely litigious cover stories on the most powerful people in the world. And let me tell you, I have never once been challenged on a story. And that is what the deep state and the mainstream media does not want you to, they do not want people to know that about me. They, they do not want people to know I'm credible. 
because what I do now is I expose elite pedophile rings. I expose child sex trafficking. I expose the cabal. I expose the deep state. I expose the Clintons and their shenanigans. So they don't want people to know that I have this extensive career as a journalist and I have never been wrong on a story. Never. Um, you know, my first gig as a journalist, I got an internship when I was 16 at Fox News Chicago. This was the local Fox affiliate. This wasn't Fox News Channel, but it was the local Fox affiliate in Chicago. I was 16 years old. That's when I started my journalism career. I'm 39 now. And from there, I went to the University of Iowa and I studied journalism and political science. I worked on two presidential campaigns in college. Then I got an internship reporting in the White House. And I also reported in the White House for a political news site where I wrote columns. And then I went from there to Chicago, where I worked at the Chicago Tribune. I started my career at the Chicago Tribune working as a city news reporter where I covered local politics and crime and all the gang-related shootings in Chicago. And then I um, started doing gossip. I, I was really good at the gossip. And so they gave me my own gossip column. And then from there, I was recruited by several entertainment magazines, Us Weekly, to cover big A-list celebrities. And they ended up flying me around the world to cover celebrities like Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. I eventually moved to LA, worked for the magazines LA in LA. I've worked for Us, Star, In Touch Weekly, the National Enquirer. I actually spent almost an entire year at the National Enquirer covering a very scandalous story on Mitt Romney when he was running for president. In 2016, I started freelancing for Town Hall. I wrote a regular column for Town Hall on politics. And then I started working for The Observer doing investigative pieces. And I did some really big investigative pieces that were very explosive, exposing the Clintons. Um, I did a story on Hillary Clinton's campaign fraud scheme. She was involved in this like horrible campaign fraud scheme where she was, I'm not kidding you, literally stealing from her poorest donors. I wrote that story that went viral. I did a lot of stories exposing the mainstream media in 2016, how they were colluding with Hillary Clinton to defeat Trump. I've actually been exposing the Clintons since I was in college. I did a whole series speech. Um, it was a, I spent a whole semester on it. And the spe- it was a series of speeches where I, I exposed a bunch of the Clinton scandals. That was back in like 1997. And there was so much to cover then. And like since then. <laughs> it's, it's just endless. Well, and here's the thing, and I think Doug Hagman, you know, I have to take my hat off to something he said about six months ago. He said, yeah, you guys think that 4chan and Reddit, they exposed Pedogate? Sheila Zelensky was talking about this stuff years ago, and I really was. I was talking about the Ray Greikar, the Nancy Schaefer, the Sandusky Gate, and all that, and man, I was written off as a fruitcake. But nowadays, you know, people are talking about the child sex trafficking, the pedophilia that's rampant in Unholywood, all this really demonic underbelly of the cabal. And what's fascinating to me, and I got to say, I was really disappointed that Alex Jones even, he completely caved on the whole James Elephantus comet ping pong scandal. But I'm going to tell you something, that guy should have been thrown in jail for the very least his Twitter pictures. Pizzagate? got completely scrubbed from the internet. Nothing to see here. The mainstream wouldn't touch it. I'll tell you what a bigger story is than Pizzagate, is the fact that every single person in the MSN said, oh, you mean 
Pizzagate the conspiracy theory that Pizzagate? Yeah, well, of course, because it's true. So, yeah. you know, what, <laughs> that's what they do when something's true and exactly. that's that, that they don't want the masses to find out about. They just say, you know, it's a conspiracy theory. And what you'll notice is that every single news outlet, journalist, person uh, come out and said Pizzagate has been debunked and is a conspiracy theory. Not one person in almost two full years now yeah. can explain how it's been debunked. No one can explain to me why Comet Ping Pong has banned there promoting child rape. No one can explain the code words and Podesta emails. Nobody can explain to me why Tony and John Podesta are talking about torture chambers like in their emails. No one can explain to me why the Clintons got a child sex trafficker off. Laura Silsby in Haiti. No one can explain to me why Bill Clinton went to a convicted pedophile's child sex trafficking island over 25 times. Hillary went at least six times. No one can explain to me what playing dominoes on cheese or pasta means. I could go on and on and on and on. And no one, not one person. And I tweet these phony fraud journalists who are covering up for pedophiles almost every single day. And I say to them, how has it been debunked? Please explain. What do the color words mean? Why does James Alphonsus promote pedophilia? At the minimum, at the minimum, what we know for an absolute fact is that he promotes pedophilia on his Instagram page. It was promoted on literature tied to Comet Ping Pong and the bands that go perform at Comet Ping Pong. They joke about child rape. They laugh about child rape. These people are insane. At the minimum, they're insane. And they think that pedophilia is hilarious. And no one can explain any of this. I would love to know how that got debunked as well. And I've been asking those same questions. So kudos for really going after these devils. And I mean, I go after them hard too. Now, tell the listeners what happened to you once you did start exposing Pizzagate. So what happened with me, Pizzagate, is that, you know, the Podesta emails came out and there was, there was all these code words in the Podesta emails that are known pedophile code words, okay? Cheese pizza would be the most famous notorious one and this has been a lot of this stuff by the way has been scrubbed from the internet but when the podesta emails came out and to this day john podesta and the clintons had no one has even doubted the authenticity of the emails no one doubted that the emails are authentic and wikileaks has never produced anything that wasn't authentic they have an 100 percent accuracy rate yeah. So when they came out with these emails back then, because I've been following this since day one, back then, if you Google cheese pizza, it was all over the internet that cheese pizza is a code word for child porn and or like a little girl, raping a little girl. It was in the Urban Dictionary. Like it was, it was all over wow. the internet. A lot of that's been scrubbed because they don't want, you know, the sheeple to learn the truth. So John Podesta and Hillary Clinton's associates, they're all using pedophile code words in their emails. And no one to this day can explain why they're using pedophile code words in their emails. Now, if they're not pedophiles and they're not trafficking children, why are they using pedophile code words in their emails? And like the, the only excuse I've heard is, oh, maybe they're talking about drugs. No, they're not talking about drugs. Because even if you like fill the code words with drugs like marijuana or cocaine, it still doesn't make sense. Because in some of the emails, I think one that Tony wrote, Tony Podesta, he wrote, I'm going to get pizza for a half hour. Well, you don't get cocaine for a half hour. You can get a prostitute for a half hour. You could get 
a child sex slave for a half hour, but you can't get a drug for a half hour. That doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? The context doesn't make sense. The only thing that makes sense is they're talking about children. I've looked at this in, in every way, shape, or form, in every angle. And, you know, part of the reason why I'm so passionate about this is because I was a victim of a sexual assault. Uh, not as a child, thank God, but I started doing work for um, sex crime victims six years ago. So I have a special place in my heart for people who have been victims of sexual assault. And I take this stuff very personally. And I do believe that God had me go through the hell I went through in my personal life to understand the child sex trafficking and to understand it well enough to expose it and report on it and to educate others about it. Because I got to tell you, this stuff is horrific and it is so unbelievable. Honestly, if I didn't go through my personal experience and if I wasn't exposed to this kind of stuff, I might say exposed. I've lived in Hollywood forever. I've been in these elite circles. I worked in DC. I worked in the White House. I have been exposed to some shady people and some shady stuff. And I had something very horrific happen in my personal life. If I didn't have all those things happen to me, I don't know if I would believe it. Well, yeah, because it's so unbelievable. It's unthinkable that these devils could do such things to children. So I think what people do is they tend to just block it out. They just because they can't cope with the idea of some of these high level politicians at the upper echelons being involved in this sick stuff. The pictures of the various celebrities that attend these spirit cookings and what that's all about ought to be enough to wake up the masses let alone Pizzagate. And I had an FBI insider. I'm assuming the guy that sent it to me must have worked for the FBI at some point. But even their internal training manual for the teams that go after pedophiles and perverts, they use those codes themselves. That's in one of their own internal documents. I mean, this is just a massive cover-up. I mean, Hollywood, they all cover for everybody else. How many years did it take for Harvey the sicko Weinstein to be exposed. Guys like Jeffrey Epstein, every level of society. And yet these politicians, the cabal, these Hollywood minions, all of them are complicit in this massive cover-up. Oh, absolutely. They, not, like, not only are they covering it up, they, they worship pedophiles. They literally worship child rapists. Meryl Streep gave a standing ovation to Roman Polanski at the Oscars a few years ago, after he had brutally raped a child. These people are pure evil. They're monsters. They idolize child rapists. They don't just cover up for them. They prop them up. They give awards to pedophiles, period. And, you know, it's, it's just unbelievable. And they don't hide it. I mean, Meryl Streep openly standing ovation. Oh, how great. This guy that drugged and raped a child just won an Oscar. How amazing. You know, we're the fools. We're the ones that have sat back and watched these people prop up child rapists, worship them, give them awards. And we've turned a blind eye to it. You know, look at, there was um, a guy that was arrested, I believe it was last week, and I'm drawing a blank on his name, but he was a campaign worker for Hillary Clinton. I don't know if you read this unsealed indictment. I think you did, actually, because you talked about it in your interview with Mark. What was, what was his name? Oh, Joel Davis. Joel Davis, right. Okay. He was arrested. This guy, he was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. He was propped up. 
he worked for the UN, he went to all these parties, he was put on CNN, he worked on Hillary's campaign, like, this man was propped up. This man was arrested for arranging a rape with an infant, okay? This is, we're not talking about pedophiles who are interested in girls that are 17 that look like they're 25. These people rape infants. They literally rape infants and toddlers. That's the kind of evil we're dealing with, and this is what people need to understand. So this guy was arrested. I mean, the unsealed indictment's horrific. You know, he's talking about raping infants. He has images of adults raping infants, you know, in his phone, his computer, whatever. The unsealed indictment's horrific. If people want to check out the unsealed indictment, I've posted on my social media. My Twitter's at Liz Crokin. Um, you know, and it, it, no one wants to read this stuff or hear this stuff, but people have to. Because the reason why this has gone on so long is because too many people turned a blind eye to this stuff. They're raping infants. That's right. And what has been going on that people also don't understand and they need to understand is that the deep state has strategically infiltrated government, big business, entertainment. They have infiltrated so many sectors of our society with pedophiles. And they have actually propped up pedophiles and they have put pedophiles in positions of power on purpose. And they do this because the pedophiles, A, can be blackmailed, they can be manipulated, and they can be controlled. But more importantly, the reason why they fast-track pedophiles to these positions of power is because the people at the very, very top, the people at the top of the cabal, the bloodline families, the, you know, the, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the Soros, they're all involved in this stuff. They're all occultists. They're all Satanists. They're involved in the trafficking. They're involved in the pedophilia. They're involved in the rituals. And they need to be protected. And so that's why they put pedophiles in positions of power. So they remain protected. And that's why you see people like this disgusting pig propped up into a position of power. I mean, my Lord, this guy, I don't even think he's 25. And he was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. And he was like trying to rape babies. These are the kinds of people, the cabal put into positions of power and they reward them. And let me tell you, you know, through my own experiences working in the mainstream media, working in entertainment, I worked so hard. I was very good at what I did, but it always seemed that I could never get to a certain level of success. And I look around me and people that weren't breaking any stories, that were incompetent, they would just fly through life. They'd get promotion after promotion. And now I understand why. The people that are willing to protect the pedophiles, the people that are willing to turn a blind eye, the people that are willing to push their agenda get rewarded. They get paid millions. They get promoted. And the people that refuse to cover for these people, the people that, re- that refuse you know, to push that narrative, they get censored, they get fired, they get punished. I mean, look at Ben Swan. Ben Swan did like a two-minute news clip on Pizzagate when it came out. This was in 2016. It was not conspiracy theory at all. He stuck with the facts. It was a very honest, very fair report. Right after he did that, they shut down all their social media pages, and they made him go on a hiatus for months. And Lord knows what happened behind the scenes with that man. Lord knows what they really did with him. Because I know 
for what I do covering the child sex trafficking and covering other stories that the mainstream media won't cover. For example, truth about what happened with Seth Rich and his murder. I know that my personal life exposing this stuff has caused me to get my dog poisoned, constantly hacked. I'm constantly followed. I'm targeted by authorities. I'm constantly pulled over. I'm threatened all the time. (laughs) I'm fired constantly for no reason. Or I'll be working for an outlet and I'll do a big story that breaks and goes viral. The next thing I know, they're like, sorry, you can't work anymore. We won't pay you and we're not allowed to tell you why. That's the kind of stuff that happens to people that try to save children, to people that expose the deep state, to people who are actually exposing the truth. That's absolutely true. And especially if you go after pedophiles, then look out. And you know who learned that all too well is my good friend, Craig Sawyer, former DevGuru SEAL Team 6 sniper. When he opened Vets for Child Rescue, I'm going to tell you something. He learned all too well what happens when people go after pedophiles. They shut his PayPal account down. They shadow ban his Twitter account, his Facebook. We're all too familiar what happens when you expose this kind of stuff. That's exactly right. That's how my last YouTube channel got taken down. Dave Hodges and I did a show exposing pedophile and wham, end of the official Sheila Zielinski YouTube channel taken down at the tail end of 2012 or 13. Even I called out John Podesta on Twitter. I had 89,000 followers, and within 24 hours, I called him out as the sick, disgusting, twisted dog that he is. The next day, I had 37,000 less followers. I'm sure it's just a coincidence, though. Well, I can understand that because I've lost thousands in less than an hour for no reason. So, you know, Twitter will just delete your followers to punish you. I was unverified. I was verified on Twitter. They unverified me. I mean, they will do anything and everything they can to silence people exposing the truth. And it just kind of goes to show how deep this goes. You know, why is Twitter covering up for pedophiles? Why are they covering up child sex trafficking? Why is Facebook doing that? Like, I, I know for a fact that Facebook was actively shutting down and hiding any stories that expose the truth about Pizzagate, especially right when this came out. So, you know, all of these tech companies have been corrupted. And I'm not saying that everyone that works at these tech companies are bad, but people at the top of the media companies and the people at the top of these tech companies are involved in some way, shape or form in the child sex trafficking. Uh, For example, Prince Talal, who is one of the biggest shareholders, I believe, in Twitter and at Fox News Corp. He's been arrested. His wife came out, his ex-wife came out, openly said, yeah, he was trafficking children. He was also funding people like Hillary Clinton and no name John McStane. So this thing goes all the way up to the top. It's very deep. And so many big companies are involved in it. But it's not just that they'll go to great lengths to cover it up. I'll take it one step farther. They'll go to great lengths to make sure that you never see the light of day. Talk to uh, Ray Greikar and Nancy Schaefer about that one. Talking about this stuff cannot just get you flagged. It can get you killed. Yeah, oh, absolutely. There's been so many um, people killed trying to expose the child sex trafficking. Um, Nancy Schaefer, who I believe she was, yeah. she was a congresswoman, yeah. right? Yeah, she was, her and her husband, um, they died. I believe the, the official story is that it was a murder-suicide. I believe that was the official story, but it was it's very obvious that she was murdered. Um, I mean, there's been so many people. There were there was a girl that went down to Haiti. Gosh, I'm drawing a blank on her name, too. But there was a girl that went down to Haiti and was exposing the child, child sex trafficking there. 
involved in the Clintons, and she died. She was killed. There's been so many people. I mean, there's been people that have, oh, well, Andrew Breitbart would be, like, the number one person. I mean, he was the first person that I know of to expose John Podesta as a child sex trafficker. Now, his tweet is still up. He tweeted about it years ago. That tweet still is still up, as far as I know. Um, you know, he was knocked off. They, you know, he had a quote-unquote heart attack, but we know the CIA has a heart attack gun that can kill people. I mean, there's been so many people that have, you know, suffered untimely deaths trying to expose it. The good news is, is that, you know, after the Podesta emails came out, that woke up so many people, and so many people are awake now. I mean, when the past emails came out, I think my Twitter following was less than 2,000, and now I'm at, like, 75,000, which and that's with heavy, heavy, heavy censorship. So my following is actually a lot bigger than that. But in less than two years, you know, I've my following has grown to 75,000, and that just goes to show how much people are waking up, and, and people are waking up at a really high speed and of rate, you know, it's a, a really fast pace right now that people are waking up. But when I first started, you know, talking about Pizzagate and child sex trafficking and elite pedophile rings on social media, every comment was like, you're nuts, you're crazy, just mean comments, people mocking me. <laughs> it was pretty awful. <laughs> now you go to my page and I write about this stuff and everyone's like, you're right, like in this, and people are, you know, a- adding their own information. And, and now a days I'm actually getting a lot of people reaching out to me apologizing for not believing me, saying that they've seen the light and they realize that I've been right all along and that they're sorry they ever doubted me. So it's pretty amazing to see this transformation over the past two years and see that so many people are finding the truth and they're understanding that this is this is real. Oh, yeah, I know that all too well. (laughs) Now, speaking of Pizzagate, did you see this incredible headline? The Hill and The Observer had this, oh, Fox News host Kimberly Gulfoyle was photographed on July 4th with one of the major promoters of the Pizzagate conspiracy theory. And isn't that so timely? Because it gets even weirder. The minute that she's being romantically linked with Donald Trump Jr., as soon as they announce that they're in a relationship, the first opportunity to talk about her link to Pizzagate now. Isn't that amazing timing? Maybe by the end of the week, she'll be involved in Russian collusion. But anyway, did you see this? Oh, yeah. So I actually, of course, I saw that. And of course, I called out this observer reporter. This is interesting. Actually, I don't even think I've told this story to anyone. I So I used to work for the observer. And I liked the people I worked with. I didn't work in the office. I freelanced for them in 2016. I broke several big stories for them. Again, none of my stories for them were challenged. And one of my big stories for them was Hillary Clinton campaign fraud scheme story. A lot of my stories that I did for the Observer made the front page of Drudge and went viral. So I did very well for the Observer. I kicked butt over there. I, when I got into the child sex trafficking and once I realized Pizzagate was real, I, and I told them that I, I, I wouldn't mention Pizzagate because I know it. I, you know, I understand it has a back stigma to say pizza game, blah, blah, blah. But I wanted, I, I asked them, I'm like, can I at least, you know, this was right after President Trump got into office. I asked them, you know, President Trump's given some press conferences on child sex trafficking. He's given a listening session from the White House on child sex trafficking. Nobody's covering it. No one's covering it. I'm like, can I talk a little bit about, you know, what Trump's doing to go out for the pedophiles and child sex trafficking, blah, blah, blah. You know what my boss told me? No, we won't do any stories on child sex trafficking. None. Absolutely none. No matter what the angle is, I'm like, wait a second. President Trump, he's the president of the United 
states. He's making child sex trafficking a priority. Anything that a president does is news. Yeah. And you mean to tell me that you won't even cover this in any way, shape, or form? And my boss said, nope. I was so disgusted. And by the way, I made good money for them. They paid the best out of all the places I freelanced for. I was so disgusted by them. And by the way, they wouldn't cover Seth Rich either. Then I was like, forget it. Wow. I don't want to work here anymore. And so I just stopped working for them and I went independent. So fast forward to the other day, this Observer reporter, who I don't even know who he is, he did some story about how Kimberly Guilfoyle was hanging out with David Seaman, who David Seaman has exposed Pizzagate for two, the past two years as well. And he did a story saying that Pizzagate is a conspiracy theory, and, and he said it's been um, debunked. So I tweeted him, and I said, please explain to me how it's been debunked. And, of course, I, I'm so waiting to hear back that it's been like 36 <laughs> hours. But no one can explain it. I mean, I have confronted journalists after journalists, and I'm actually going to start confronting them on video. But I have confronted journalists after journalists on Twitter. Point blank, it's a really easy question. If Pizzagate had been debunked or has been debunked, okay, great. I'd love to know how it's been debunked. You know, I would prefer not to cover Pizzagate, so if it has been debunked, let me know. And no one can answer that question. It's such a simple question. <laughs> yeah, and don't hold your breath getting an answer to that question either. And speaking of questions, I've got a question myself. How is it that a good journalist can take months to debunk something with a whole lot of evidence? What, did the CIA report on it? Did the FBI have an official report on it? Did a group of investigators submit an official report? Did your news team go out and extensively cover it? And that's how you came to that conclusion, really? In under 72 hours, this thing was debunked. That's some speedy journalism right there. I know, right? It was so, you know, it was, Peacegate has never even been investigated. And Megan Kelly, who disgusts me, she's just a horrible human being, she got paid a ton of money to cover up for James Elephantis. She did an interview with James Elephantis, didn't ask him one serious question, didn't challenge him on anything, didn't ask him why his Instagram page caused infant hotards and why he makes sexual comments about children and infants on his Instagram page, why he uses pedophile code words, why his fans promote child rape at his restaurant. You know, he said he doesn't, there's no basement at Comet Ping Pong, but in an interview he did in the Washingtonian years ago, he said there was. She did not challenge him once. If anything, she was just saying things like, oh, you're just this innocent pizza owner, blah, 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 blah. Fox News, by the way, and I worked for Fox News. I worked for Fox News under Bill O'Reilly. Much different time period to work for them. I think this was back in 1999. Bill actually used to expose pedophiles, like constantly on his show. Um, he used to expose pedophiles back in the day, and then he stopped doing it. He even went so far as to say Pizzagate was fake or ridiculous. He made some comment that really made my blood boil. I had respected Bill so much, but he even covered it up. Um, and, you know, it's no surprise that Prince Talal, who's involved in child sex trafficking, became one of the biggest shareholders of Fox News. Gee, I wonder if that could be part of the reason why people at Fox News are covering up Pizzagate and child sex trafficking. You know, maybe because one of the owners is involved in child sex trafficking. But Megyn Kelly did not ask any legitimate questions to James Elefantis. None. And she covered up for him. And Fox has, ha has a history of covering up for child sex trafficking. There is a man that has been raping children in Haiti for years who was just arrested. I think his name is Daniel Pye, and he was arrested early, I believe earlier this year. Bill Hammer did an interview. He was arrested years ago, 
and it was all covered up. He was arrested in Haiti, and Bill Hummer did a report, you can still find this on YouTube, where he interviewed him, and Bill never even asked him why he was arrested, and I believe he was arrested years ago because the Haitian authorities found out he pretended he was running this orphanage, but he was really trafficking the kids and raping them, okay? Bill Hummer did an interview, didn't even ask him why he was arrested, and in the interview, Bill Hummer's like, oh, this is horrible, you were falsely accused, you're... You're just trying to help children. You're innocent. Blah, 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 blah. Well, the guy was raping kids. And Bill Hemmer's like, oh, you're just doing charity work in Haiti. And this is awful. You've been falsely imprisoned. And maybe Bill didn't, to give Bill the benefit of the doubt, maybe he didn't know the, the true backstory of what went on with this guy and why he was arrested. But Bill Hemmer, like, whether he realized or not, was covering up for this man. And if you can believe this, in the interview, he's sitting next to his kid and he starts fondling his kid i'm not kidding you wow. in the interview wow on live tv it's disgusting and sure enough years later under trump this man's now in jail he was raping children in haiti and he's connected to the clintons of course oh you mean the same hillary clinton liz that it's reportedly said that when trump won she said if that beeping beeping wins we're all gonna hang from nooses you better fix this beep <laughs> gotta throw some beeps in there yeah, she did say it, and she threw in some F-bombs in there, too. I actually used to work in the White House, 2001, and um, it was right after Bill Clinton left. Actually, my first day in the White House. I actually worked, believe it or not, in the White House press room with the reporters. So I had an, an internship where I was reporting with the White House press corps, and I literally was there sitting among people like April Ryan. She was there back then, which was, this was 2001, Okay. But my first day in the White House was Bill Clinton's last day and George W. Bush's first day. You know, the, the White House staff stays the same. When I say the White House staff, I mean like the cooks and, you know, the gardeners and those kinds of staffers. God, the stories that you hear when you work in the White House. But, you know, I heard so many stories about Bill and Hillary and how she was constantly swearing like a sailor, like throwing stuff at Bill. <laughs> Uh, you just heard all kinds of crazy Clintons the way you worked in the White House. It was pretty interesting and entertaining. Yeah, it's amazing how many Secret Service and former staffers have come out and said, this woman is straight out of the pit of hell. And speaking of straight out of the pit of hell, it was you that reported this. So I'm not sure if you saw this or if you vetted it through a credible source, but I understand that there is a video circulating on the dark web of said person eating the face of a child as horrific as that is to even think about. Put this to bed for us. Does this video exist? So there, yes, there are videos that prove that Hillary Clinton is involved in child sex trafficking and pedophilia. That, I have sources that have told me that. I trust these sources. So there is evidence that exists that proves that she's involved in this stuff. And so Kathy O'Brien, she wrote a book called Transformation of America. In this book, she details how she was a Project Monarch. Project Monarch is a, was a CIA operation that I believe is still in effect that used sexual abuse and mind control tactics to mind control children to become superhuman slaves for the deep state. She was a monarch. She was an MK Ultra victim. In her book, she talks about how Hillary Clinton molested her. Now think about this. She wrote a book and she called out Hillary Clinton and she says Hillary Clinton molested me. And she goes into detail about this in her book. She has spoken. She's gone on tours. She gives speeches. 
you know, Roseanne Barr has opened up for her. This woman has never once been challenged, kind of like me. Hillary Clinton has never sent her a legal letter that I know of. Hillary Clinton has never denied the accusation. Now, doesn't that, isn't that strange? If this woman was just nuts, if what she was saying was flat out lies, this would be a huge libel case. And Hillary Clinton has never even denied her claim. So fast forward to now, and we have True Pundit, actually, two years ago, that says that there was a video found on Anthony Weiner's computer that shows Hillary Clinton and Uma involved in molesting a child or children, among many, many other horrific videos on a file called Life Insurance on Anthony Weiner's laptop. I believe with all my heart that this is true. And I have sources that have told me that this is true. Now, there have been rumors, you know, that in the video, they're filleting some kid's face. And, you know, I don't know the details of, of what's in the video. That could be true. Nothing would surprise me with these people. Nothing would surprise me. The more evil and horrific the act, the better high these people get. These people thrive off of terror. They thrive off of fear. They thrive off of hurting other people. So the more horrific things that they could do to children, to them, the better. So I don't know the details of the, of the tape, but I do know it exists. And, and let me tell you another reason why I'm very confident that this tape exists. True Pundit talked about this in 2016, about this tape. And I believe it was this story that General Flynn retweeted. That's why the deep state, the cabal, went after General Flynn. Because General Flynn and his son were exposing Pizzagate, okay? So the deep state has done a lot of stories this year and last year, too, talking about how oh, if a tape comes out showing that Hillary Clinton is involved, you know, in a sexual act with a child or whatever, it's fake. And the fake news is horrible. And Mark, Mark always talks about Trump, the fake news, it's Satan's frequency, and he's right about that. But as a journalist, it's really beneficial for me to watch the fake news and to read the fake news articles, because based off of what, they, what lies they report, I can tell what they're afraid of. I can tell what's really going on by, behind the scenes. So the fact that they are saying, oh, if a, if a tape comes out, you know, involving Hillary or Obama and like a sex actor doing X, Y, and Z, uh, it's fake news. That tells me that there are tapes that incriminate Obama and Hillary, and they're afraid of that. So they're trying to get ahead of the story, Okay. So when these articles started coming out, I did a YouTube video talking about this. And I also said in my YouTube video that there is a Hillary Clinton sex tape that involves her engaging in some kind of sexual victimization um, of a child. So I did this videotape about this and posted it on my YouTube channel. Now, after I did this videotape, President Trump retweeted an account on Twitter called Magapill. This guy that runs Magapill, the Twitter handle, he runs a blog called Magapill where he talks about QAnon, he talks about all the great things that President Trump has done, blah, blah, blah. When President Trump retweeted Magapill, Magapill's tweet was my video talking about Hillary Clinton's sex tape. Now, I know President Trump. I've met him. I've studied him. I've reported on him. I used to, uh, when I was working for the Chicago Tribune in the entertainment magazines, I used to cover the Apprentice. And I used to get flown to New York to cover the Apprentice finale. So I've met President Trump. I've met his family. I did one-on-one -on -one interview with Ivanka. So I've known him and of him and reported on him for a very long time. I understand how his brain works. I understand how he thinks. 
I understand, you know, The Art of War. That's his favorite book. I understand this man. And I know that President Trump, there's no way that he didn't know when he retweeted Magapil that my video talking about the Hillary Clinton sex tape was Magapil's pin tweet. There's no way that President Trump didn't know that. You know, a lot of people like to think that, you know, he's an idiot and, you know, he misspells things on Twitter. He's so stupid. The man's actually genius. He's a very high IQ, and everything he does is intentional, down to typos in a tweet, capitalizing certain words. Everything this man does is strategic and has multiple meanings. Now, when he retweeted Magapil, I believe there was many reasons why he retweeted Magapil, and one of the main ones is because Magapil talks about Q, and Magapil has this great article that he did about Q. But I also believe that he retweeted Magapil because he wants people to know the truth about Hillary Clinton, that she's a pedophile and that there is a video exposing her as a pedophile, period. And President Trump, the public is not ready yet for President Trump just to come out there and be like, hey, guess what? Hillary Clinton, Obama and the world, you know, is basically run by elite pedophile ring. He can't do that. You know, this, this is so shocking, so horrific that they need to ease the public into this stuff. And that's exactly what they're doing. There's a very orchestrated effort going on behind the scenes with President Trump, Q, and his team to slowly red pill the masses to this, to this stuff. So he couldn't directly retweet my video, but he directly confirmed for me that I was on the right path and that this is true. Because if it wasn't true, I do not believe he would have retweeted someone that had my video as their pinned tweet. He's too smart for that. Well, I think, like you said, he's very strategic in, in what he posts. And I think that goes also to Q. You know, a lot of people say, oh, well, Q emerged on the 4chan boards, these online forums, mostly anonymous. A lot of people say, well, he's possibly a high-level White House military intel staffer, or it could be a group of high-level military operatives containing members of Anonymous. I've heard that. What is your take on Q when it comes to this very topic? Is he legit? What's your whole take on Q when it comes to the child sex trafficking and and pedogate? You know, because there's also rumors that he's getting ready to drop some bombshells about it. Uh, weigh in on that. I follow Q, but I don't claim to be a Q expert because there's so much that Q exposes and there's so many rabbit holes. And I, honestly, I can't keep up with all of it. My area of expertise is Pizzagate and the child sex trafficking. And what I follow with Q very closely is anything and everything he says related to the child sacrifice, the child sex trafficking, Pizzagate. Everything that Q has said about the child sex trafficking that I've looked into has turned out to be legit from my research and from my point of view. And I have done, I mean, I've, I'll, some nights I stay up all night researching stuff that Q has posted about the child sex trafficking. So every single thing that he says is totally in line with stuff that I've researched, the stuff I've learned on my own. And you have to also understand that I talk to victims constantly. I mean, there are some victims I talk to every single day. And I'm talking about people that were victims of satanic ritualistic abuse by some very powerful people. So I'm very well versed in this area. And everything that Q says and talks about in terms of the child sex trafficking matches up. There's nothing that Q's posted in terms of the child sex trafficking and the Pizzagate that I have found to be inaccurate. Nothing. 
Well, here's the deal. We cannot let this story die. Pedalgate, Pizzagate, whatever you want to call this incredible network of absolute demons at the highest level that are hurting children, period. You know, Mark and I have talked about this before. These are God's children that are being horrifically abused in ways that really we don't want to know about, but we do need to talk about this. It's hard to talk about this stuff. I was sick for a week after I read that Joel Davis indictment. I mean, that stuff made me physically sick. But we do have to start having a conversation about it. The church has to wake up. Prayer is one of our biggest weapons against the hosts of hell. And that's really important. So, Liz, what can people do to really ensure that this stuff does not get swept under the rug? Yeah, you know, everyone's always like, oh, what can I do? I want to help. Number one, pray. This is a spiritual battle. This is a spiritual war. And people need to understand that. And the most powerful thing that you can do is pray. Pray for President Trump. Pray for people like me who are on the front lines exposing this evil because I'm constantly under attack. So I appreciate any prayers I can get. But pray for President Trump. Pray for people exposing the pedophiles. Pray especially for the children, the victims. Pray for their healing. I also tell people you can spread knowledge. You can spread information. Anyone can set up a YouTube account. Anyone can do a video. Anyone can tweet about it. Anyone, you know, if you don't even know what to say, just retweet my tweet. You know, just repost my post on Facebook. Spread information. Talk to your neighbors. You know, that's the most important thing, praying and spreading information. And if you really have balls in your gutsy, then confront some of these people. I mean, I wish I lived in D.C. If I lived in D.C., I would be in so many people's faces. <laughs> you know, so many of these jerk reporters that have trashed me and, like, just spread lies about me and said that Pizzagate is fake. I would love to get in their face and be like, tell me how Pizzagate is fake. How has it been debunked? Confront people. If you live, especially in New York or D.C., find some of these journalists who have said it's been debunked and challenge them. Get it on video. Send it to me. I will blast that everywhere, everywhere. So that's what, you know, everyone can do something. You don't have to have to have a big following. If you could just let to one person, you're making a difference. Hear, hear. When you run into Tony and John Podesta, confront them. Confront reporters at every chance you get. Confront your politicians. Ask your pastors, your politicians, and your church members. Have you heard of Pedogate? Ask your church about it. Ask your pastor if he's heard of this stuff. What does he think of child sex trafficking? These are conversations we need to start having. And yes, get us these videos. We'll blast them out all over our social media. Even though ever since uh, I challenged Podesta, mine seems to be dwindling in mass numbers. Hmm, that's so interesting. Liz, give out your Twitter information and your YouTube stuff and how folks can get behind you and also financially support your independent work as well. Talk about all that. So I'm, you can, you know, I have a website, LizCrokin.com. I, I don't write that many stories anymore because I, I, instead I just do long posts on Facebook and Twitter because I, I find it's more effective, and I, I do some YouTube videos. I, I don't do it often enough, but on Facebook, I'm just Liz Crokin. Um, find my personal page. Follow my personal page, not my author page, because I don't update my author page that much. And then on Twitter, it's just at Liz Crokin, at L-I-Z-C-R-O-K-I-N. I'm on Instagram, too. I, initially, I just wanted my Instagram to be, you know, pictures and personal pictures and stuff, but I've been thrown in Facebook jail so much that I now... Expose this stuff on Instagram too. So you can follow me on Instagram at Liz Crokin. And then YouTube, My I, I'm just Liz Crokin on YouTube. I think I'm the only Liz Crokin on YouTube. So you should be able to find my channel that way. 
Well, I highly recommend people definitely follow your Twitter account. Now, speaking of your Twitter, I just thought this was like one of the tweets of the year. And I got to tell people, I got to read this tweet out loud because this is just so one of the best tweets. I thought I was bad at calling these demons out. Boy, Chelsea Clinton tweeted, this ongoing horror is heartbreaking to me as an American parent and as a person. And here's the article she quoted. Parents are unable to reclaim their children from the Office of Refugee Resettlement. Of course, the article goes to talk about, you know, the children, the children, right? So Liz retweets it (laughs) and says this. Wow, you didn't care about this issue when your mom was a secretary of state and shut down an investigation into a pedophile ring. Will you be horrified when it's revealed some of these parents are child sex traffickers like your parents Good pal Laura Silsby and John Podesta. Really, almost, I think, my favorite tweet of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chelsea and I have gotten into it a lot. She's actually <laughs> responded to me a few times. But yeah, we, we've definitely gotten into it. And then when Chrissy Teigen and John Legend were, were attacking me earlier this year, Chelsea Clinton, of course, couldn't resist, and she had to chime in on that. And then the Church of Satan defended them, not me. But you know what? Hey, when the Church of Satan is defending them and not me, you know you're doing something right. So it's all good. (laughs) Well, hey, listen, funny story in the waning moments. (laughs) You got to hear this one because you'll love it. So when the first dump was done by WikiLeaks and all the spirit cooking and all these emails between Tony and John Podesta, I scoured these documents, printed them all out, went through them extensively with a fine-tooth comb. So what do I find in this batch of paperwork is Tony Podesta's phone number. I didn't realize it was actually his cell phone number. So I phone it up and who answers? Tony Podesta. And I will, I've got to play that. I've got to find that. I recorded it and I'm going to play it on air. I mean, it didn't last very long because he hung up on me after I grossed him out. So he answered and I said, hey, Tony, how's it going? He's like, oh, good. Hey, who's this? I said, this is Sheila Zielinski. You are one sick, disgusting, perverted scum. And you and your sick, twisted, disgusting, pervert brother, you're going down. And then, of course, he immediately hung up on me. But I did get the dig in before he hung up. Shut <laughs> up. Are you serious? I seriously did that. And, and of course. You got him on the phone. <laughs> well, I only had him on for about maybe seven seconds before he hung up on me. You, you recorded this? I re- it's all recorded. You betcha, girl. Oh, my God. You have to text me the link. I will. I will that, for like, sure. ASAP. That's amazing. Oh, my God. You're my hero. That's amazing. <laughs> I did not know you did that. It's so awesome. Well, I'll tell you something. Nobody called out John Podesta more than, well, until he blocked me on Twitter. I got some shots in like you wouldn't believe. I got some buttes in. I'm surprised he hasn't blocked you on Twitter yet. Yeah, he hasn't blocked me yet. Man, I, I need to step my game up a little bit. I, like, I, I try to tread a little cautiously because I don't want to get my whole account shut down like some of my other friends. Yeah, well, truth is hate speech, so we got to be careful out there with all this Stasi censorship. we got to be careful. Listen, Liz, I know you got to run. It's been an absolute honor. Keep up the great work. I'm a big fan of your stuff, and I really look forward to having you on real soon. Thank you for everything you do. Take care, and God bless. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. You're doing amazing work, too.
Thanks, Liz. Folks, that was Liz Crokin. Her information is linked there below in the description. Follow her on Twitter. She has some great tweets. And what a pleasure it was to have her on the show today. So do reach out and let Liz know you heard her on the program. Well, as promised, I have a few choice words to say to Miss Tommy Laren. I've been shocked at some of her dumb statements in the past. But lately, I got to say she is taken dumb as a box of rocks to a whole new level. Oh, Sheila, that's not nice as a Christian. You know what? I'm really fed up with people thinking you got to be nice to the devil. I quit being nice to the devil a long time ago. And anyone that supports the devil and his work, the shedding of innocent blood is clearly against God. So this is God's enemy, not mine. Jesus called out the Pharisees some pretty absolutely horrendous names. Let's not forget he flipped tables over too. So don't give me any of this garbage about being nice to these devils. And when somebody says, oh, no, it's a huge mistake to overturn Roe versus Wade, then I will call that person out. Let's take a listen to some of Tommy, Tommy, whatever your name is, Lauren, on abortion and Roe versus Wade. Let's take a listen. You came out in such a clear way, in your words, being pro-choice, pro-abortion. I believe you can be anti-abortion and pro-choice, and that's where I sit. Personally, I do believe that option should be there for women, and I stand behind that. You also consider yourself pro-choice, which is interesting to me because 68% of conservative Republicans think that abortion should be illegal across the board. I'm pro-choice, and here's why. I am a constitutional, someone that's for limited government, and so I can't sit here and be a hypocrite and say I'm for limited government, but I think that the government should decide what women do with their bodies. I can sit here and say that. Pressing for a Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade would be a huge mistake. To use conservatives' newfound power and pull to challenge a decision that most Americans support would be a mistake. Even if conservatives decide to go for the Roe v. Wade jugular, it's unlikely to succeed. Legal tradition makes it harder to overturn a past decision unless there are strong grounds for doing so. And a departure from precedent like Roe is even harder to come by. Do we really want to fight for this, alienate Democrats to lose in the end anyway? Because let's be honest, the federal government does few things well, and I believe regulating social issues is an area where it fails. Let the churches, the nonprofits, and the community groups step in, not almighty Uncle Sam. Oh, painful to listen to her. There is so much wrong with these statements from this brain-dead buffoon, and I'm being nice, by the way. It would take me one hour to go through not just her mistakes, but just her ridiculous comments about Roe versus Wade. What is a constitutional, by the way? Remind me what that is again. She can't even talk. That's the least of the problems with what I have here. First of all, Roe versus Wade is supported by most Americans? Wrong. What is the church going to do? Regulate abortion? The church is now going to start making policy? Just sit down, Tammy, Tommy, Tommy, whatever your name is, before you hurt yourself. First of all, ripping babies' arms and legs off is not a social issue. It's pure evil. You protect human life, period. End of story, not open for discussion. And you are incorrect about Roe versus Wade as well. Why don't we let a conservative judge take a look at how perverse and corrupt the Roe versus Wade decision was and is? Let me school you on something here, little girly. 
1973 United States Supreme Court decision in Roe v. Wade, I doubt you've ever read it, that decision is without question the most egregiously unconstitutional decision of all time. The USSC created this right in cases concerning contraception and then expanded it to include the right to abortion in Roe v. Wade. The court held that the decision to have an abortion was part of the right to privacy protected by the Due Process Clause, the 14th Amendment. The killing of over 1 million unborn human beings a year cannot, by definition, involve private acts. It's disingenuous to argue that the authors of the 14th Amendment ever intended to include within that amendment a fundamental right to abortion. And you know what? Instead, the court unabashedly made the policy decision that unborn children have no rights under the guise of protecting women's rights. Isn't that unbelievable? The court's decision in this case has had lasting consequence. You know what? Justice requires that the law protect the equal dignity and basic rights of every member of the human family, irrespective of stage of development. It's affirmed in the Declaration of Independence and the Declaration of Human Rights. It's the moral crux of Western civilization, but the Roe Court ruled, to the contrary, that a particular class of innocent human being, the unborn, must be excluded from protection of the law and allowed to be dismembered and butchered at the discretion of others? You want to know what my real take on Roe is? You ready for this? Roe is a constitutional right of some human beings to kill other human beings. There it is. And I'll just let that sink in for everyone today. And very lastly, as far as the SCOTUS pick, yeah, there's a lot to talk about. And I'm going to talk about it tomorrow on the program. I'm going to give you the lowdown, the breakdown, the takedown, the shakedown, whatever you want to call it. I'm going to give you the whole enchilada on what I think of Trump's SCOTUS pick. I wish I had time to develop it today, but I don't. Thank you for taking the time to tune into the program today. We'll see you real soon. Good night and God bless.